Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Distinguished adventurers, last time on Dungeon Drunks, our heroes have woken up in Mirabar to meet with their guide, who will take them to the secret Temple of Tempest. There they hope to destroy the amulet Travancore has and free his family from a curse brought on by an ancient ancestor who made a deal with the devil from the Nine Hells. It's early in the morning now, and Bernie has come downstairs first to meet their guide, Carissa Kinneboro, and the two have recognized each other as family. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeon Drunks. I'm your damn Lauren. You might know me as Obo Crazy. I have lemonade and vodka. It's not really exciting, but it's really good. And for some reason, I was just kind of in the mood for it. So that's what I have. And I have it in my giant yawning portal mug. I was mug. about to ask if that was the yawning portal. <laughs> yes, it's the yawning portal mug that I've had forever. And it's it's big and I like it. I don't know who to start with. Who wants to start this time? Me. All right, okay. Travancore, <laughs> what are you drinking? Good people of Faerun. Travancore's choice this evening is Evil Genius Beer Company's Purple Monkey Dishwasher. Anyone who knows me knows I'm a huge Simpsons fan, so this was a sight unseen buy. I didn't even read the uh, chocolate peanut butter porter part of it, which is Ooh. extra bonus. So uh, live tasting. Uh, my wife tried some of this, didn't care for it, but it's not really a per alley. So mm-hmm. here goes. Here we go. Does the name live up to, does the taste live up to the name? So it's like after chocolate more than before chocolate. While you're drinking it, it's like, it's beer. But then the aftertaste, nice bit of chocolate. With, I can smell the peanut butter in the bottle. So, so that's pretty cool. I, I think I'm going to enjoy this. Good. We'll, we'll, as most tastings go, check in with you halfway through and you'll be like, I am sick of this. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Jonathan, what are you drinking? Hey, this is Jonathan, and I play Jonathan the Magimuscular, and tonight, my drink has a little bit of a story. So, I'll I'll make it quick. A couple of weeks ago, we had an episode where I had gotten Sonic and Diet Dr. Pepper. And since I was in a hurry, and I was the last one here, and I was trying to eat, I did nothing for that drink but just throw some Fireball into that. And I didn't have a name for it. My cola with Fireball has a name. It's the Bottle Rocket. Thank you, Jules. So that episode came out where I had the the Dr. Pepper and Fireball and friend of the show Izzy had a recommendation for the name of that drink. There's a man named Robert H. Goddard and he is, uh, was a engineer, professor, and physicist. So he was a doctor. He also is credited with building the first liquid-fueled rocket. So tonight... I have a Diet Dr. Pepper and a Fireball, and it is now known as the Dr. Goddard. Thank you, Dr. Goddard. Where can you find Dr. Goddard's name today? What very important American institution has buildings that bear his name? NASA, guys! <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I was like, was yeah, the Goddard, the Go- sorry. I, have, I literally have the Wikipedia article up, and I'm like... I wasn't prepared for a test. <laughs> I just rolled out. exit off the beat Baltimore Washington Parkway that says NASA Goddard on it. So, yeah, there you go. Oh, the only bad cool. thing he did was hire former Nazis. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's a lot of that going around. That's so that that pesky Operation Paperclip, you know, that, that that's how you get Hydra. <sighs> yeah. That's we how we get to. Hydra. We Which to. is making light of a very bad situation, but... But sometimes you have to do a little bit of a laugh because then you'll just cry. But also, I just, I mean, this is a really weird tangent that we could delete if you want, but uh, I think... Really, hats off to Marble. Marble. Hats off to Marble. <laughs> hats off to Marble for finding a way to address a historical reality, which is we were willing to overlook horrible things, and and they did it in a way that made sense in their universe. And they had a they had Captain America have to question and come to terms with. Uh, institutions he trusted and believed in betraying his ideals. And I thought that's why Winter Soldier is one of the best Marvel movies ever made. Agree. It's it's up. It's my top two. Top two. And you also have a fireball shot. I, there, I have no transition from that. So oh, I yeah. just. <laughs> oh, sorry. No tra- sorry. I usually Zero make that transition. transition. No, my bad. Is, no, that's all right. It's my job to transition. I failed. So I'm just going to be like, and fireball. And here you go. You fireball? Get, it's not a gentle push. It is a shove in the back. And tonight's shot of Fireball, shoved in the back, to be consumed at the first casting of Fireball or the equivalent spell thereof, is dedicated to uh, one of our patrons. She's been with us for a while, but she has recently uh, earned herself a Fireball shot. Uh, It is Janessa. And if this is the Janessa that I'm thinking of, you left a very nice comment on my Instagram post about my battle damaged post wedding nails, and I appreciated it. And to that end, uh, Janessa, this double Fireball shot is for you. This is gonna hurt. (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's going to be fine. It'll be fine. You know who else is fine? Carlton. What are you drinking? Hi, I'm Carlton. And I was recently in uh, North Carolina to witness the wedding of a loved one. one of hey, my... so was I. Yeah, what yeah, the... I was what there too. Coincidence. Wow. I know. Funny. And in celebration of said friend who and loved one who had got married, uh, I picked up some tea that is local to Raleigh, North Carolina. It is Western Dragon Tea. And this is called the Dragon Sleep Tonight. It's a... Cinnamon apple and Egyptian chamomile tea that I've been steeping since we started recording. So Ooh. should be nice and ready by now. I remember uh, seeing that loose leaf and being very interested in the, the packaging and, well, loose leaf in general. I hope it's good. Yeah, it's very tasty. I'm glad Ooh. you like it. Might, nice. might, might put a little splash of honey in here when we uh, break for a second. But yeah, it's good. Is it black tea? Uh, it's a chamomile. A chamomile? Okay. Yeah, that can sometimes use a little bit of honey. And finally, someone who is familiar with the tea from North Carolina for no reason. Bernie, what are you drinking? I recently went to a a wedding in North Carolina where I picked myself up a husband and also a cold. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yay. Oh, and I tonight, Stephen, my husband, uh, has made (laughs) me some herbal tea, which is still very hot, but I have it. In in my bee mug, which I did specifically specifically make to look all bee like because of burning. Aww. Aww, it's my D and D mug. Well, it is apropos that we end our drink selections with you as we are starting our game with you. Well, specifically Bernie, uh, as you have come downstairs before the rest of your compatriots to find your guide to take you to the Temple of Tempest that you're going to be going to. You've known the name of this guide for a while, and so it was less of a surprise to you to see 
Carissa Kinneborough sitting there, and you have just addressed her, and she has responded in kind. I was wondering if it was really you. Oh, did you think I was dead? I mean, that's not what you set out to do. What what other known clerics do you know that from the Temple of Bay? Because well, I, mean, I can tell you from experience, there are actually zero. Yes, but the last time we saw each other, you were not a temple cleric of Bay. No, goes by no, Bernice Burns. No, no. The last time we saw each other, I was left on the doorstep by you and several other people who are unfortunately blood-related of the Temple of Bay. So yes, I can understand how leaving someone at a temple, you would find it very confusing uh, when you disinherited them and left them there with no home and no family, that they would end up joining said temple that you paid to have them take her. Is it, is, what part did you miss? Because you were the one who orchestrated this, if I'm not correct. The surprising bit is that you're here. Oh, what did you what did you think was gonna happen? Like it was gonna like fall into a a, a hole? Like uh, tell me how you thought this was going to go. I am incredibly interested. Well, I didn't know who it was exactly or for sure until you walked down the stairs. Ta da! I mean, I'm here. Are you gonna uh, do? You, are you gonna leave us at an, another? temple is that is that are you gonna take our money and leave us at another temple is that how this is gonna go well i don't take any money for this but yes i am going to be leaving you at a temple that's why i'm here that's got to be incredibly disappointing for you the whole not taking other people's money part (laughs) i don't know if you know exactly what my job is here or what my job was when You were left at the temple. Is this going to be a problem? Oh, no. As long as you can, like, handle not, like, betraying family members, I think we'll get along fine. Understood. Okay. Can you handle that? Can you? Well, if you don't think I can, I can leave. We have literally things to do and places to be and you are rather unfortunately our only option uh but i am mm, buffeted by the fact that if you betray me again um there will be no force on earth that can stop me from finding you and metting out justice so i don't know what's in our future but i can assure you there will be no betrayal here cool Cool. Now, what time do we need to leave by so I can, like, actually never see you again? Well, are the rest of your compatriots coming on down? And are they aware that there are issues? They don't know that we're related. And honestly, it's not something we're really going to have to deal with for very long. Uh, So I will just ignore you and you can ignore me and we can get this done. The trip there is dangerous. Mm-hmm. I am a lot more powerful than I was the last time you saw me. It'll be fine. I would hope. The last time I saw you, you were barely an adult. If you weren't more powerful, you wouldn't be here talking to me, having enough clout 
to come to the bastion. What Correct. I'm trying to say is the path is dangerous. I have no have no problems putting our past aside to make this mission happen. But if you think that can happen with us ignoring each other, then I might as well just... If something is going to jump out of the snow at you, I'll tell you. But we're not going to be having polite chit-chat. And I really, really don't want to see photos of the last family reunion. Understood. But if you're dying in the snow, I'll do something about it. If I'm dying in the snow on this mission, you will have other things to worry about than an old aunt. Well, that's settled then. I'll go wake up Carlton. He snores too loudly for you to yell. She's going to walk up the stairs and wake up Carlton. Okay. Welcome to Very Random Encounters, where we play tabletop RPGs and randomly determine as much as possible. Remember playing with Legos and swapping the people's heads and limbs to create horrid abominations that God forgot? Our show is what it would be like if those rejected attempts at the human form had to go out and save the day. We turn the nonsense into a story with a nice message, like how friendship is stronger than a mind-controlled goblin jazz band. Hey, that's a thing that really happened. Find Very Random Encounters wherever you randomly determine to listen to podcasts. We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's an official, free-to-play Dungeons & Dragons-based clicker game available on PC and Mac on Steam and Web, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, iPad, iPhone, and on all the Android devices. I usually have the game running in the background while I edit audio for the podcast, and it is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from the Companions of the Hall, High Rollers, C-Team, Force Grey, and more. It's always exciting to open chests to see what new gear my champions have. And speaking of chests, thanks to the fine folk who make Idle Champions, we're fortunate to be able to offer a free gold chest to all of our listeners. Now this code expires on December 1st, 2019 at 8pm Pacific, so you only have a week to redeem once this episode is posted. Open up the game, go to the shop, and type in this code. Y-O-W-S-A-C-N-E-B- I-T-E. So use that code and let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops. Back to the show. Are you guys in the same room still? Is that where we left it? No, I think we all had our own rooms. You all, Yeah, you each had your own room. There no, was, you had the psychic connection. Yeah, there yeah. was the Rary's telepathic bond. So, And you had gone to sleep first which is why you were up first, which is why this little conversation happened. So Bernie's going to go up to Carlton's room and she's going to do the thing where you push the door and it slams open and she's going to grab him by a toe and she's going to be like, come on, let's get this done. I want to leave. I'd like to think that at this point, like there's this one toe, like one toe that Bernie just like grabs. That's the immediate like, and like snaps awake, like just from the deepest slumber, like Vulcan nerve pinch on the pinky toe. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's Bernie's special toe. It yeah. is Bernie's special toe. It's like, if you grab the big toe, nothing. You gotta grab the pinky toe and yoink, and it just like snaps right awake. Do you have to grab the pinky toe and twist a little? <laughs> get, just get, enough get, to get, hear get, the get. crack. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's okay, she heals it. No, no, just the, <laughs> n- the knuckle crack, yeah. Watch. She just kind of like, she's like a little knob, she just twists it and twists it cracks back. Cracks it one play. way, cracks it back the other. There yep. you go, you're fine. It's like going mending. to a chiropractor, but for your feet. And for one 
tiny part of it. So she's and for just waking gonna, up. All right, come on, let's go. Gotta go. Get breakfast. Uh, I gotta put pants on. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, God. Okay, Um, and Bernie's just gonna leave and close the door <laughs> behind her. And she's gonna walk down the hall, like, very brusquely, like, wake up! Come on! Let's do this shit! I wanna oh, go uh, home! Alright, I was awake, actually. Alright, let's go. Bucks, come on, get yourself. And uh, and Jonathan, the Madge Muscular, emerges uh, fully dressed and uh, without with uh, Bucks on his shoulder. And he's like putting stuff away. It's like, I have made some progress. Oh, exciting progress this morning. Ha! Ah, I hope I don't die before I get to, you know, meet these spells out. Ha <laughs> ha! Travicor opens the door and Mosey's on downstairs. We're not going to die today, Jonathan. Awesome! Jonathan, the Madge Muscular, is heading, is descending. And he points down, he flexes as hard as he can, and he, like, crabs walks down the stairs comically. Because he's in a good mood. Ah! Brisk cold air. I'm sorry, like, crab, like... Like, walking sideways, like, waddling sideways down oh, the stairs. Oh, just kind of, you're, you're not, like, literally, like, crab walking on, like, hands and legs. Okay. No, no, I'm not doing an exorcist here. Okay. I've only been possessed that one time, and it involved fireballs, not weird contortionisms. Not yet. All oh, right, God. you all head downstairs. <laughs> Wait, what? At <laughs> Considering the errand that we're on, perhaps those words were poorly chosen. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> no, it's okay. You're not attached to that sword anymore. It's fine. You all head downstairs at Bernie's urging, and you find what she found moments ago, which is the entire bottom floor of the tavern completely empty, not even the tavern owner in sight, except for a single gnome seated on the far side, her back to the wall. She is a, a about the same height as Bernie, from what you can tell, dressed in very plain utilitarian clothes. She's got very short, dirty blonde hair and brown eyes. And you can tell she's got a little bit of a, a stocky build. She definitely looks like she's she's got some power under her gear that she's wearing. And she immediately locks eyes with all of you as you come downstairs and nods and motions to the table and says... Well, shall we sit and talk? Sure. Hi, I'm Jonathan the Badge Muscular, and uh, he holds out a hand. She takes it, has got just a, a very firm handshake. She'll pro-offer it to Travancore and Carlton. Travancore, Ambassador General of Perconum. Oh, that's where we're going with now. Car- and it's I, like, been I, that. Like, knock, going to shake it, like, I knock over it's, like, like, things, because I'm, like, still half asleep. Carlton of Tanks. Carlton. You've already met me. I'm Bernice. They call me Bernie. You can call me Bernice. And I am your contact and guide. I'm Carissa Kinneborough. And if all goes well, in a couple of days, we'll be at the last bastion. And you will be doing whatever it is that you're doing. I don't need to know. It's probably best that I don't. But there's a few things you need to know before we get going. And unless there's any reason... I would prefer that we get going quickly. Uh, breakfast. Breakfast and caffeine and we can go. Once we're done oh, talking. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. You don't mm-hmm. want to talk over breakfast. I don't want to talk while there are others about. And once they open for breakfast, others will be about. Ah, uh, got it. Secrecy. So 
it is vitally important that once we're done here and we leave, that you are very careful and cautious to stick with the story. And the story is that you are coming with me as special envoys to go to the Amber Shoulder Mines. This is something I do on a regular basis. We have some dealings with the mines there, and people will recognize me. People will recognize that I'm bringing people there and hopefully recognize if you come back. And there shouldn't be any weird questions. But your best bet is to not talk about any of that to anyone unless you have to. And if you have to, to keep it simple. My, me, uh, make sure I'm okay. We're your special envoy to the Amber Shoulder Mines. What do they mine there? <laughs> Jonathan the Magic Muscular has his hand up. And then as soon as Bernie asks that question, he puts his hand down. <laughs> that was his question. Wait, they don't mine amber? I figured it was an amber mine. It's called Amber Shoulders. Well, that's... Oh, they mine shoulders. You know that amber... We'll talk about where amber comes from later. So I take it as amber with an A and not ember with an E. Correct. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Amber Shoulder. Uh, That is just the name of the house that owns the mine. And they are the house that we work with that provides the front for why people would go and return on a regular basis. Because... It is out where the mines normally are that we will find the final passage that leads to where you are going. So are we investing? Is that why we're envoys? Are we representing people who have an interest in the mine? Nothing as outlandish or necessary to have interests in backstories. It's literally just we're going to inspect. That is it. Oh, we're We're, we're doing something very boring and not interesting. That's the plan. Exactly. The department, the, the, the Waterdeep Department of Health and Safety? No, you're going to be coming. The Amber Shoulders work with the Temple of Tempest on this mine. That is public knowledge. And I am known to be with the Temple. And on a regular basis, members of the Temple come to inspect the work that is being done by the Amber Shoulders. And that is what we were doing. Nothing special. Nothing interesting. Very boring. We don't have to dress like we're members of the temple, though, right? Because, <laughs> I mean, no. they're very nice. I'm sure. I can see you have winter gear. That is all that is necessary. No one is going to be looking for paperwork. No one is going to be asking very many questions. We will uh, talk to a few guards on the way out. We might encounter some other mining groups that are going to other mines that are in the same area, but none of them would be too interested in details. And when we arrive, we will get a cursory inspection by the guards, and then we will go see the overseer, and she will let us into the passage to go to where you need to go. Personal question, though, what do they mine up here in general? I mean, what kind of mineral deposits exist in this part of the world? Uh, The spine of the world is pretty rich with just about everything. Specifically, the Amber Shoulder Mine is a gemstone mine. But anything they come across that is valuable, they dig up. Other mines directly around them are also mostly gemstones, although there is some silver mines. But 
the passage we're going to be taking is the main route to get into the mining area north of Mirabar. You said it was dangerous. What's the main danger on the road? Most of it is going to be yetis. We can usually scare most of them away, as long as there are more than a couple of us. If we, I don't want to scare the Yeti, Lauren. I want to hug it. <laughs> the Yetis are lonely, Lauren. That's why they attack. Well, you're more than welcome to hug them as they come up to attack you. <laughs> That's up to you. <laughs> what are our thoughts on Yeti skin rugs? I'm listening. <laughs> I, right. I feel like that has to come out of Carlton's voice, actually, and derail the conversation. <laughs> no, I said that in character. And, you know, Travancore said that in character, too. I'm listening. I'm just saying, that could really decor up the house. Do they have taxidermists up here in um, the city that I keep calling Cinnabar Island? (laughs) 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 Which is funny, because there's no Cinnabons, and it's not an island. (laughs) It's called Mirabar, but I like the idea. (laughs) Mirabar. I just keep having this Pokemon reference in my head. Um, Are there taxidermists in... I'm sure there are, but the Yetis are fairly huge, and... So am I. We got this bag, and and Carlton has been aching to test out how much it can hold. Well, if we are attacked, then you will get your chance, but as I said, the hope is, if we move with expediency, we can make it to the mine today, before nightfall, and the chances of us being attacked during the day, since there will be multiple of us, is fairly rare, unless the yetis are starved. And if we run into that, then you will need to defend yourself. Also, it is the wilderness. It is the mountains. It is not necessarily the most guarded of routes, because no one seems to be able to delegate it to anyone in specific. So it is good to just be prepared. Yeah, you know, scouts honor, we've got this. Once we reach the mine and we talk to the overseer, she will let us into the tunnel. That is another day's travel. So we will probably camp at the mine and then take the tunnel to the last bastion, where if all goes well, And you all notice she very pointedly looks right at Bernie. She says, I will get you invited into the temple and leave you there. Oh, that sounds lovely. Sounds wonderful. Sounds sounds like a a good, simple, non-complicated plan. That is the hope. It is good to be ready for anything, but we've been doing this for many, many decades And the important thing is the secrecy about it. And she scans the empty tavern and says, that's why I'm going to say again that it is important. And I trust you to be able to keep the secret or else you would not have been told about me or how to do any of this. But even the slightest slip, people will know. There are already rumors There are forces that have been trying to find this place for many decades, and (sighs) it will not be discovered on my watch. You can count on that. You have my secrecy. Good. Are there any questions before I get the innkeeper? What's good on the breakfast menu? The bacon. 
Have you ever encountered anything more dangerous than idiots on this path? Rarely. Not often. Uh... Worst case scenario, then. About a decade ago, there was a young white dragon that was hanging out. But that was one of the few times that the, the different clans in Mirabar banded together to drive it off and actually patrolled the road, because without the mines, Mirabar is not as rich as you can see. So that was dangerous, but it did not last long. Jonathan, you know about dragons. Uh, what, how would a white dragon compare to the weird yellow one that burped all the stinky acid that we... Travancore visibly bristles when he hears this question. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear! Like, Jonathan the Magimuscular just blunders into this a faux pas like an idiot. He's like, well, I'm glad you asked, Bernie. White dragons, they're the cold ones. And... and and John, I, I'm playing this up. Jonathan the Magimuscular is not actually mansplaining, but he is like unintentionally mansplaining because he's just happy to have been called on. And he's like, they are the uh, the most feral, the least intelligent. Some of them still are intelligent. And uh, they are the shortest lived, I think. Hmm. I wonder if there's someone we can check with who might, uh, <laughs> who might, uh, might be able to confirm that. Again, Jonathan the Magic Muscular is not intentionally being an idiot. And then is... she loudly whispers, she goes, I know you know about them. I'm just trying to make it feel good. Travancore stops grinding his teeth and rolls a check <laughs> to see what he knows about dragons. You, they're your favorite enemy. You don't need to roll You know a check. everything. Okay, what does yeah. Travancore know about dragons? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Which Try is impressive because Jonathan as a player knows more about dragons than I do. So, Well, let me ask. I guess... Bernie, is there anything specific? Because Jonathan kind of covered the basic basics. I mean, I guess, as uh, honestly, like, I, Julia, know nothing. I know a great deal about other fictional dragons. Uh, I used to know a lot about the dragons in the universe of the Lord of the Rings, but I've for since forgotten that, and that's probably for the best. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, what you need to know in the fictional universe of the Lord of the Rings is there is currently no dragon that exists with a fire hot enough to melt the one ring and even smog couldn't have done it at his time. So if you fucking ate Bilbo, it wouldn't have mattered. That thing would have still been pooped out. God knows how long. I don't know the uh, digestional period of dragons. I digress. Julia, however, is thinking about the undead dragon that we encountered, the bones of the dragon we encountered, Thontorvac, which is a full grown dragon and the, the stinky yellow dragon, Oh, the stinky yellow dragon, Lauren. Is that supposed to be yellow Yoshi? Oh, God, I hope not. No. Okay. No. Okay. Oh, that'd be so sad. Poor yellow Yoshi. And then this, in comparison, how would we rank that Bernie's interested in a comparative fight? Because that fight took a lot out of us. It did. All you know at this moment is that she said a young white dragon. And so Travancore, you think... Some of the other dragons you've encountered, especially the, the cave dragon that, that you fought, would probably be more powerful, but it's never a good idea to underestimate a dragon. You'd have to know more, but, it, you know, age-wise, if it was young and, you know, Thondravac is an adult and the others were weird dragons, so yeah, it would still be a fight. But if, if it was driven off, you know, a dozen years ago or so, and she idly mentions it you don't think it would have returned by you don't think it would just return 
Okay. I'm going to assume Travancore said all that. So I say that. <laughs> <laughs> and Bernie's going to go, so how would you compare that to, um, to, um, Thonti? Let me think. In, in the games of my childhood, if, if Thontrovac were a final antagonist, I would say maybe round three or round four of the games I played as a child. I don't, we didn't have, we didn't have games like that as a kid. Um, Less powerful then. Okay. Okay. That works for, honestly, that works for me. If we can survive that god awful stinky dragon, we're fine. Any other questions? Uh, no, let's see a menu. I'm hungry. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's, Jonathan the Magic Musker's gotta eat. Gotta get something to fuel these. Any flexes? I would imagine, given the uh, secrecy of this, it's probably better if we're not seen together in public. So if we could excuse ourselves for breakfast, we can meet up with you at a, at a place after breakfast. Well, they know we're going with her. Like that's, that's known. The secret. It's not. It'd be weird if we went. It'd be weird. That'd be weirder than than not. I think. I appreciate the concern over secrecy. However, she's correct. I am supposed to be leading you. It's just if anyone asks, the reason is for an inspection and nothing else. Well, then by all means, join us for breakfast. I see absolutely no reason that should not be to happen. While all this is happening, I'm just like slowly whispering into the bag of holding and pulling out churros and like like mouse eating them into like like quietly. <laughs> just like as they're talking about like all the important things. I'm, like, I'm just going to. She's gonna churro because the menu's not up yet. Bernie's <laughs> gonna slowly turn her head over, and she just wants to do an investigation check to see if the bag of holding has gotten lint on the churros. Sure, roll me an investigation check. You and... thought that was gonna be something else. You thought I was gonna scold him, but I, Julia, I... am more interested to know about lint on churros. You guys. This is wonderful radio. <laughs> While that roll happens, I will posit a theory based on my past experience with the bag of holding that there will be absolutely no lint because it's very specific about what it pulls out. Remember when we got all the water out of the bag and that everything was bone dry? 18. So let's find nice, out. Nice roll. Nice lint roll I took there. So excited to roll. Lint roll. I, 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 I'm picking up what you put. No. Oh, I no. I didn't mean to do that. You're a gentleman now. (laughs) (laughs) That's what happens. Less than a week and already the puns. Travancore's instincts are correct. Every churro that Carlton pulls out seems to be completely lint or anything else free. It is the most sanitary way to eat. She's going to hold out her hand at Carlton. Yeah, like I catch her like taking a look at me and I like take like I'm like in mid bite. So I just hand her the remainder of the one I just bit. One. No, what are you thinking? Give me a fresh one. What's wrong with you? Uh, okay. I was, I, was, I was trying to be nice. Bernie churro. And I like reach in and like no Bernie churro comes out. So I'm like, churro for Bernie. Nothing. And I'm like, churro. And then here you go. Fun fact. I used to be really sensitive about pe- pe- bringing outside food into a restaurant. And then I became a father. And now I don't care as much. And now you learn that your child's going to eat Cheerios. Chicken nuggets and Cheerios go everywhere. Every single waiter and waitress and waitstaff person knows. Cheerios are coming with you. If you got a kid, if you got a problem with that. (laughs) I will take my (laughs) marker stained money elsewhere. (laughs) Uh, While you are 
pulling out Chiro's and everything, uh, Carissa has gotten up and gone out through a back door. And within moments of her leaving, she then returns with one of the... It's the same. It's the same woman that was behind the bar last night that you spoke to that you gave all the secret password stuff to. And within moments of them returning, she has flipped over the clothes sign to open. The bar has reopened. She stoked the fire, and uh, you all have breakfast. Is there anything you would like to do over breakfast, or did you just want to eat and prepare to go? Eat and go. Eat and go. Yeah, be fueled for these kind of things. All right, she does join you for breakfast, but is unless you have specific questions to ask her, she doesn't make any small talk. And as soon as you all are done, she grabs a backpack that she had sitting between her feet the whole time and ushers you outside, back into the mirror bar cold. Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at DungeonDrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit Patreon.com slash DungeonDrunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons and extend a special thanks to our Artifact and Wondrous Tier patrons. Thank you, Megan, Christopher Waterston, Linnea Boyev, Lori, aka Calamity Jane, Sir Narvi and Sailor Tweak, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.